Are you struggling as a parent? Or is your child struggling and you're just not sure what to do? They might be struggling with something emotional, like depression, anxiety, loneliness, cutting, or getting bullied. It's hard for us as parents to know what to do. Well, welcome to the Dr. Todd Talks podcast. I've worked with over 10,000 families from all over the world. I've worked with celebrities, I've worked with royalty, and I've worked with normal families like you and I. We all just want to have happy, resilient kids. How do you do that when your child gets a little bit off track? Well, if you're a parent struggling right now, and you feel like you're at the end of your rope and just not sure what to do, then listen to my stories of connection, where I'm going to share hope and relief and strategies on how to create happy, resilient kids. Let's get started. When I was a kid, I struggled a lot in school. I don't think I really realized it at the time. I mostly thought I was lazy. We didn't have super, you know, rigid expectations in my family, so I could kind of get away with being lazy. But I also really struggled in school. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that I had some real legitimate learning challenges. In fact, my brother and I both struggled in school. He struggled a little bit more than me. He I think he probably, I don't know, I think he probably had dyslexia and definitely had ADHD. What's fascinating about him is that he's become so successful in what he does right now. He's a, he's a guy who went into working in a shipyard, a local shipyard right out of high school, and he was a rigger, and now he's running one of the main engineering departments in that shipyard. He's a beloved figure there, but he's also brilliant. I mean, he's just brilliant with some things. My brother can fix anything and he's he's a beautiful craftsman and he's very detailed and he's very organized and you know, all those things you would never have been able to predict any of those things when he was younger. And even for me, I you know, if my high school teachers knew that I went on to get a PhD, they wouldn't believe it. I I was just a a lousy student and um Cared, but didn't care, you know, and I, again, I didn't have a lot of family pressure to do, I didn't have to get straight A's, and so I kind of glided through school. Um, if you, if you, if I look back, I realize that I most definitely had ADHD. Uh, I just could never, I could never focus. And if you look at my family history now, we've all got ADHD. Well, I mean, we didn't know it at the time. I didn't, I didn't have these labels. I didn't know what they were. Uh, I never, you know, ADHD is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. I never had the hyperactive part. I probably was pretty impulsive. I've always been somebody who's a bit of a thrill seeker. I, you know, I like to do exciting things. And so there's no doubt that I've had impulsivity. But my main issue in school was focus. I could not focus for the life of me. And it was not a matter of trying harder because I've tried harder for the last 57 years and I still struggle with focusing. When I was in high school, I was a I was an athlete. I was a basketball player and all you had to do was get a 2.0 GPA to stay on the team. And so that was kind of my benchmark. And uh, my parents were fine with that. I graduated, I think my final was a 2.4 GPA. The only reason I even got the 2.4 was because my coach, my basketball coach was also my PE teacher and he made sure that I got all A's in my PE classes, so that brought my grades up a little bit. But at any rate, the struggle with me 
wasn't reading and it wasn't math. I hated math, but it was focus. I could not stay focused. And even in college now, I left for a couple of years to do some service work. And then I came back to college and I really began my college career when I was 21. So I was a little bit older than most other, you know, new freshmen. But I remember sitting in class and now I'm a little older, a little more mature, and I'm just determined to pay attention. And again, I, I didn't know what ADHD was. I never had the labels, but I, I knew I had a problem staying focused on lectures and I would sit there with with determination, I am going to focus. And I'm not even kidding you. Three minutes later, I'm staring out the window. Then I look down and I look at the notes that I've been taking and I have maybe one sentence written at most. And then I look over at the person sitting next to me and they have a full page of notes. And I just do not know where the time went. It was actually super frustrating to me because I couldn't make myself focus even if I had the best of intentions. Now, I learned later as an adult that I have ADHD, and it's actually kind of nice for me to know that because it's kind of like, no wonder, no wonder I wasn't an idiot. You know, I actually thought I was not very smart, and I had very little academic confidence, and I always had to work harder than everybody else had to work to get the same same grades or the same outcome. But having a label was really comforting to me because it helped me understand that it wasn't, you know, it just helped me understand myself more. Now, when I was in college, I um, was putting myself through college. My parents did not pay for college, and I had no skills. I, I could only do manual labor. And so I mowed lawns, I pulled weeds, I painted houses. But that was about as, you know, technically advanced as I could get is painting somebody's house. And it was hard work. I worked a lot of hours in the summers and I always had jobs while I was going to school because I had to pay for my school. And I knew then as a young man in my early 20s that I did not want to do that for the rest of my life. I did definitely did not want to be mowing lawns and pulling weeds for the rest of my life. It was hard work, especially in the winter when it's cold. And so I, I kind of always knew that I wanted I wanted to be somebody. I wanted to do something. I knew I was going to go to extra school. I knew I was going to have to go to graduate school and become a professional at something. And now I really want to succeed in school. I just didn't know how to succeed in school. I mean, I literally did not know how to do well in school. I didn't have the skills to, I didn't know how to study. Um, and so I think I was probably, I don't know, a junior. I, 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 it took me five years to get my undergraduate degree. I was probably a junior in college. I bet I was 22 or 23, and I took this study skills class. <laughs> and it was me and all the football players. But that class, for me, was life-changing because I was able to learn how, I mean, I know this sounds simple, but how to read a chapter in a book and how to take notes and, and how to highlight appropriate sections and, and how to, how to study for a test. I had none of those skills. I had none of those skills. And, um, I had no organizational skills either. And so I was always sort of doing things at the last minute and, and it was a, it was really hard. And so this class, was actually a big turning point for me academically because again at that point I was I was really serious about wanting to get into graduate school. I didn't know what I wanted to do at the time. I thought I wanted to be a, a doctor, a lawyer. Um I 
I took pre-med and that was not for me. I, I thought I wanted to be a physician, but I honestly, I, I just was not interested in all the science classes. And I had this experience right after I took this study skills class where I was taking an abnormal psychology class. I just needed it for credits. And, um, you know, the class was kind of fascinating to me. I didn't anticipate being so interested in it. It was a class where we got to learn about different psychological disorders. And I just, in general, found it to be really interesting. But I had this really cool experience in this abnormal psychology class. It's the first time I had ever had anything like this happen to me in my life. Now, remember, I'm, a, I'm an older, you know, early 20s you know, undergrad student, I really did not have very much academic confidence. I didn't think I was very smart. And again, I had to work a lot harder than other people had to work. I I would say that up until this particular experience, which I'll tell you about, I had never had a positive academic success. And so anyways, I'm in this class and we have this big research project. And I took it really far. I tend to take everything really far. And I took this research project far. We, I did a research project on gangs. I remember it was on gangs. And when I was a younger kid in middle school, I was uh, bussed into an inner city for three years and uh, was literally in an inner city middle school that had a lot of gangs in it. And I had had my own experiences with that. At any rate, I... I loved this project and I, I called schools all over the country, interviewed, you know, school counselors about gangs. And then I did this big write up and I worked really hard on this write up. I mean, I really worked hard on this and then I turned it in. Well, uh, oh, I don't know, a week or two later, I'm sitting in class and our professor, Professor Reed Payne, I remember Professor Payne very well. He commented that he was turning back our research projects. And he made the comment that nobody got, I can't remember exactly what the numbers were, but nobody got a, a grade above an 85, which is basically a solid B. And then he paused for a few seconds and he said, well, except for one person. And I remember thinking, I wonder, you know, lucky guy or lucky gal, the, you know, that, that would never be me. And anyways, he walks over to my desk and he plops down my research project on my desk and looks me in the eyes and says, congratulations, I'd like to talk to you after class. Well, I mean, I've never had uh, an academic success in my life, and I didn't even know, like, I was just completely blown away by this. Nobody, and here I am, 22, 23 years old, 22 or 23 years old, nobody had ever complimented me on any academic work I had ever done, ever. <laughs> and I'm getting this compliment from... Professor Reed Payne. So I, I meet with him after class and he says, listen, I'm on the, uh, the committee for uh, our PhD program and I think you should apply. And I could not believe this was happening to me. This guy wants me to apply to get into a PhD program. Now, mind you, I knew I wanted to do something like that. I knew I was going to be in school forever because I had to do something professional to not have to mow lawns for the rest of my life. The problem at the time, I don't know how it is nowadays, PhD programs were super uh, competitive. Like I think hundreds of people apply and they take just a handful of students. And that was the case with this program that he wanted me to apply to. When you 
when you get encouraged by the guy who's on the committee, I mean, you got to take that serious. So to make a long story short, I applied and I made it into the interview and then I got into the second interview and I ended up getting accepted. And uh, I think I was one of, I don't remember now, eight or nine students out of several hundred that applied. And I was one of the ones that, that got accepted. I would say this was really the time in my life that I kind of hit my stride academically. I started believing in myself. I still had to work harder than everybody else. Um, but I now had some skills. I had study skills and I had learned some organizational strategies and these, these made all the difference in the world for me. You know, when I was a little bit older as an adult, I tried some ADHD medication. I tried Adderall actually. And I don't even know how to describe my experience with Adderall. It was a very much a love hate, very positive, very negative experience for me. The, the love part was that uh, the minute I took that medicine, I could focus. It was night and day for me. It was night and day. And um, it almost made me think, I wonder if this is what it's like to feel normal. I, I guess everybody else feels this way all the time. Um, the problem with Adderall is that it's a very potent medicine has lots of side effects, and I ended up deciding not to take it after a while. So most of my life, except for a very brief period of time, I have not taken medicine for my ADHD. However, I have skills, and I learned skills in that class, and I've learned other skills as I've become an adult, and I've learned to compensate. And And I don't know if I would call it overcoming, because if I still sit in a class, if it's not interesting, I'm going to struggle. But I've learned how to be successful and I've learned how to how to deal with my learning challenges that I didn't even really realize I had when I was a kid. I realize as an adult that I'm not dumb. Um, I am not a genius, but I have learned to work hard and I've been fairly successful in my you know in my career. My point in sharing with you this stuff about my life I really understand at a very personal level what a learning disorder is like, what learning challenges are like. I've seen it in my own family. I've seen it with some of my own kids, but I've certainly experienced it at a deep level in my own life. And what I also know, and this is the important part, is that what it's like to have learned skills to help me sort of deal with these things. And that's why I wanted to share this with you is because it doesn't really matter what the labels are. I mean, labels do matter. Labels tell us what the problem is, and then we know how to go about helping with that problem. For me, the problem was ADHD. For a lot of kids, it's that, or it's dyslexia, or it's, you know, whatever. There's lots of different kinds of, of learning disorders. But having learned skills and techniques, and man, if I could go back and learn these things when I was a little kid. I mean, it's always been a little bit of a regret. I mean, not a huge regret because I like my life. But if I had had these skills when I was a kid, I could have been so much more successful and so much more confident. And, you know, I would have been one of those people that uh, would have probably applied to an Ivy League school if I could get into that. But I would mean, I was nowhere near that. And so I, I probably missed out on a lot of opportunities when I was younger. But 
my point is, is that when we understand learning disorders or learning challenges, then we know how to help our kids and we know what skills we need to teach them and what kind of interventions we need to provide for them and even what kind of accommodations that might help them in school. And I wanted to share that with you because there is hope for kids with uh, with learning challenges. And if if I can, honestly, I always think this, if I can do this, anybody can do this. And uh, I hope this is helpful. Hey, thanks for listening. This is Dr. Todd. And if you would like to move forward with healing yourself and helping to heal your children, I'd like to invite you to the Parenting Made Easy Challenge. It's a free challenge, and it's going to be private and confidential. You don't even have to have your camera on. But I would like to invite you to a free, small, mini-workshop where I'm going to show you some strategies of how to start to heal yourself and your children and your family. This is especially important around the holidays, which is a very stressful time with a lot of heartache, a lot of loneliness, and a lot of stress. So I invite you to sign up. You can click the link inside of the show notes inside the description of this episode and sign up for free. And then you can meet me live so I can show you some strategies of how to get through the holidays and how to start the process of healing your family.